It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. I've become pretty good friends with the same three or four folks that deliver out to um, <laughs> Leah and my, my house. Well, on the way home yesterday, just kind of on a whim, Michael's taking a picture of me right now. I uh, I shaved for the first time in like a year and a half. Got my haircut buzzed uh, shorter than I have in several years. And they didn't recognize me. They didn't recognize me. And they're like, well, they, they knew the house. And it, for, it, it took them a second. But that's just, uh, I, I look extremely different. But we still had that connection because that's the kind of <laughs> that's the kind of feeling you want to have to those folks that uh, deliver food directly to your home. And I encourage you to try them out. If you live in the Auburn or Opelika area, use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free, free FetchMe app or FetchMeDelivery.com. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend, Michael Pappas. Hello, sir. So did you take a before and after picture? No. We got to find a recent picture of you. There's a picture. Uh, I, I posted a picture when we did after the game on Saturday with uh, with yes. Painter. So okay, and I actually had a few people tweet like, "Hey, nice beard game." Like, well, oh. well, not for long, buddy. Oh, buddy. All right. So what what's the expected date for the sock thing? Because that did not work out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Um. I guess by Friday, Friday at the latest. Yeah, we had a uh, in the next two days. Yeah, we had several hundred votes, and out so Florida won seventy two percent, Alabama's twenty eight percent. If you don't know what we're talking about, we said a, a Michael made a claim, and he confirmed it by listeners of Locked On Auburn and our Twitter followers. And so, um, yeah, you now have to drink a sock or drink out of a sock. I'm gonna kind of leave that up to you with how you want to handle it, whatever you're okay with, as far as you know what your word means. So I'm gonna leave that up to you. So. Uh, some some big news. Do we want to go with the breaking news or kind of what we've been reporting or what we've been known for a while and now it's just kind of confirmed? What should we start with? Right. Cool. All right. So Florida State hires Marcus Woodson away from Auburn and Woodson uh Woodson is joining Mike Norvell at FSU. Their guy was at, at um at FSU TJ Rushing. He left for Texas A&M. And, uh, yeah, so Auburn now is looking for a defensive backs coach. Yeah, I read uh, – look, I don't want to intimidate people, but I read two articles before the show today. So if I come in with a lot of knowledge, just – all right. Uh, they already have expectations for who uh, who Gus is going to hire. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to pull that up. There you go. No, that go one, ahead. That one I don't have. But – it's not uh, – they don't think this is going to be a long process. Um, this is from Auburn Rivals. It was J.G. Tate, the names that he threw out there. Uh, top candidate Al Pogue, former off-the-field assistant in Auburn, who now coaches outside linebackers at West Virginia. Okay. And former Auburn's Auburn defensive back Zach, with no K, Etheridge who coaches cornerbacks at Houston, may also receive a look. So those are the top two names from that article that I read. I'm uh, a big fan of Zach Gatheridge. I think he was kind of a fan favorite during his time at Auburn and remembered most uh, memorably for that uh, that hit against Ole Miss where he was essentially paralyzed and he 
was somehow able to return to the football field. Incredible guy, incredible story. So saw him a few years later at a speaking event and he was, um, he's very, um, he's very aware of the the second chance he was given and he's making the most of it. Great, great stand up dude. Um, I think he'd be a great recruiter. So that's kind of my vote, but they're not going to ask me, but they will listen to the podcast. My, I, I think the biggest... The West Virginia guy seems like the favorite to me, based on the Elk stuff Hogue, I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing here for Marcus Woodson is his impact recruiting. Um, he has had a big part of the uh, the players that Auburn's had the ability to, to pluck out of Mississippi lately, and with yeah. the two new head coaches coming into Mississippi, that makes that battleground I guess in Mississippi all that more important and, and you know they just brought in the uh, the new offensive line coach Bicknell I think that Bicknell 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 Bick- Jr. yep um they brought him in in my eyes he was supposed to help with that Mississippi recruiting being you know having spent the last three years in Mississippi yeah that old Miss right and so uh, both of the names have been thrown out have previous ties to Auburn, and that's you know credible to why they've been thrown out and everything. And I'm sure they would do great jobs. But if we're looking from a recruiting standpoint, if they want to set up sort of like a pipeline to the to the West in Mississippi, they got to go get another Mississippi recruiter. I wonder how important that is. I mean, he's he, Malzahn has been able to recruit in Mississippi extremely well, and so you got to think his staff has a lot to do with that. I didn't really. I, this broke while I was uh, on the air this morning, so I really hadn't got a whole lot of time to, to digest it and think about it. But that is a huge element. This, so, JG Tate, I promise I'm not ripping off his whole article. I don't want to do that. But he just said Woodson was the lead recruiter on Derek Hall, Charles Moore, and Jaron Handy, all Mississippi guys. Mm-hmm. All like top guys from Mississippi. You know, I was thinking about Jaron Handy yesterday, actually. Funny you bring that up. Really? No one's really talking about him. And he got a lot of high praise during fall camp from some of the older guys. I think he's going to step up along the defensive front next year. You know, my guy's Connus Miller. That's the kind of my ride or die dude going into next year. Um, oh, and Painter's got Derek Hall. That means I got I to gotta come up with a guy to ride or die. Mm-hmm. It could be handy. I think it's going to be Tyron Trues, too. That's not... We already know he's good. He can still step up. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Speaking of guys stepping up, segue, have you seen all the press about Marlon Davidson coming out of the Senior Bowl? Man, a lot of uh, a lot of the big-name draft guys in the NFL yeah. draft media saying first-round buzz, late first-round buzz for Marlon Davidson. He is killing it. In the Senior Bowl so far this week. I'm going to go ahead and rip off a bunch of tweets right now. Do Craig it. Stevenson. Marlon Davidson checks in. I know you said this yesterday. 6-3 and a fourth. 297. A lean and mean 297, may I add. Yep. Uh, this is from Put Austin. his hand in the dirt and let him go. Austin Gale. 
of Pro Football Focus. Auburn's Marlon Davidson looked fantastic in one-on-one drills to start practice. He kicked inside and won a handful of reps against guards. Marlon Davidson is cooking. That's from Matt Miller at NFL Draft Scout. No one impressed me more today than Marlon Davidson at 297. He dominated in team and one-on-one drills. Can understand why there's legitimate round one buzz on him the last two weeks. He's a baller. So, Anyone talk about how great he is to talk to? Uh, no, but I did see because someone... Because that totally matters. And that's going to help him. Yeah. Um, I, I did saw someone said that he had like the quote of the week so far or something. Someone asked him about playing different positions or something like that. And, and Marlon was like, man, it doesn't matter what position you play. At the end of the day, it's just a series of one-on-one plays. You just got to beat the guy in front of you. And that's wow. all we care about. Dominating wow. the guy in front of you. Blah, wow. blah, blah, blah. It was like, you are paraphrasing, and I'm already fired up about it. So, yeah, Marlon having a big week. Yeah, he's actually generating more buzz than I thought he would. I thought he was going to be pretty much guaranteed late two, early three, uh, but being picked in day two, the second or third round, I think he has a legitimate shot based on stuff that I read last night. I think he has a legit shot of possibly cracking into the top 32 draft picks. We'll see. It's going to be It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but, I mean, even if he is a, a definite top 40, top 50 pick in the draft, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. That's fantastic for him. Which way do you think he's going to try to go between senior day and the combine slash pro day? What do you mean? I don't know which one's first, combine or pro day. I think combine, right? It's combine, then, then pro day. Um, and so Auburn's is usually pretty close to the combine, He too. was measured in season. He was listed at 278. Okay. Now he's 297. Moving really well, dominating, right? Yeah, I think Do you he, think he's going to try to tip the scale? Yes. Because I think he wants to play. I think he's a defensive lineman. And so, like, I mean, he's not a. He, he, I think he's a 3 4 defensive end. Yes. But. He's a three down defensive end. Could he turn out to be a 4 3 3 technique if he puts on more weight? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I would not be surprised if he showed up at the combine at 305 and moved just as well. And I mean, that's the big thing is how much weight can you put can on without jeopardizing yeah. any kind of ability? Yeah, that's the but question. But if he can, if he shows up at even 302 or 303, that just having that three matters so much in the eyes of, I mean, everyone, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Think like, about how much difference 300 looks than 299. It's one pound. Like, it doesn't matter. But well, it's the whole like if, if you run a, a 4 440 or you run a 43940, yeah. one is way faster than the other. Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like whether or not your dreadlock hits the fake line before your face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it matters for if you're. Why are you assuming they got dreads, man? That was the first thing I could think of that might cross before your nose. What about just normal speed? What about just being a tenth of a second faster? What if they earn that tenth of a second, man? <laughs> what are Either you doing, way, they man? earn it. <laughs> um, but the dreadlock's can, not going to make the tackle. They are. You know what I mean? Even their forty times not making the tackle either. It could if you're uh, Jonathan Jones. I didn't. I didn't understand that reference, but okay. Value is all about that forty time in the pro day a few years ago. Got it. Okay. There was Jamel a Dean's. There. 40 time shot him up draft boards too, right? Uh, yeah, because I mean, his big thing was he was big, bulky, and physical, not a not really a speedster. I forgot what he ran, but I think he hit the four fours. 
Oh, I think he was below that. I think he ran like a 4-3. Really? Yeah, he was like one of the fat, maybe even lower. I don't know. He was like one of Jamel the fastest Dean, guys. Jamel Dean, was that fast? Yeah, that was last season, right? Last yeah. combine? Yeah, we were freaking out because he went so fast. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. That's got you worked up. I think I just sneezed yeah, he out ran my a, soul. He, he ran a 4-3-1. I don't remember that at Boom. all. I That's told crazy. you guys, I read two articles. You're fired up this Coming morning. Coming in it. I love it. But uh, anyway, if Marlon can pull off a 4.5 at 3.05, come on. Or a 4.6. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, something else I want to talk about. Malzahn was made available to media, answered some questions. Uh, in, in Mobile, it's a senior bowl, and he said... Um, he essentially said that he's given control to the, of the offense to Chad Morris, which is, I guess, a big story. Auburn Undercover reported this forever ago, and it's like nobody believed it. And we, we said it here, and I gave Marcelo credit on, on the show. He reported that like shortly after the hire. And he also predicted Nick Coe and Noah Benogany were leaving, all in the same article. Subscribe to Auburn Undercover if you care about Auburn sports, because he's, he's right, and he's always first. Don't you also get itat with that subscription yeah yeah they merged so inside the auburn tigers yeah so if you're a you're a fan of jason caldwell or um or a mark murphy they're uh, they're all there too keith neighbors recruiting is fantastic as well but marcello's the first to all of this stuff and so he he reported this forever ago and people people were still kind of didn't believe it and because they look at gus and they're like well there's no way there's no way that malzahn would give up control to the offense and my thing was the whole time was like, there's no there's no way Morris would come here just to chill out for a year. Like he wants to run an offense. And Malzahn talked about that yesterday to the media, saying, "Hey, Morris is one of the brightest minds in college football. He knows what he's doing. If you're going to bring a guy in like that, you got to give him full control. And and that's that's it. So that storyline is done. Malzahn has said it. Now, Michael, I think the interesting thing moving forward is." How do fans respond when a, when a game isn't called well on the offensive side? Are they going to step up and say, oh, I bet Malzahn called plays. Oh, I bet Malzahn was over the offensive game plan. Because it's going to happen. I can already hear it. It happened with Lindsey a few years ago. It's going to happen in 2020. And I'm dreading it. I am dreading that week. I'm going to be the first to admit uh, I was one of the people who found it hard to believe Gus was going to give up play calling. Hey, and, and that's fine. I mean, you look at look at his track record. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. But I just from a logic standpoint, like, well, Morris wouldn't do that. And Gus echoed Echo, a lot, Echo, a lot of the Echo. things that we've kind of been saying about this. He says you don't bring in a coordinator as good as Chad Morris and not let him call the plays. You, He says he trusts Chad Morris 110%, which we've been saying. Wow, you did read the articles. Yeah, the full yeah. quote. I'm very excited that he is a part of things. I trust him 110%. He is going to take our offense, and he is going to run with it. I'm excited about that. It is something me and him have been talking about for a long time, being two high school coaches way back when. 
We're finally getting a chance to coach with each other. I'm excited he is going to be in charge of our offense. I'm really looking forward to next year. I think people are going to react. See, here's the difference, though. Chad Morris... Isn't Chip Lindsey? Runs... Like, he's run Gus's offense, basically, for almost a decade. Yeah. Right? Or a very similar version with more passing, Mm because Chad Morris likes to pass more. And so, I don't know if we'll necessarily be able to tell as obviously as it certainly seemed to be in some of those Chip Lindsay situations. You know what I'm like I don't think people will be like it's so obvious. You know what I mean? I think that you'll be able to at least make you'll be able to point and be like, well, they threw the ball 35 <laughs> times. Like that's not a Gus move. He doesn't. I mean, he do, only does that when they physically cannot run the ball. Well, they they passed it more last year, but than they ever have before, and yeah. so it's like that was a clear outlier in this in Gus Malzahn's career. I think this is a great move by Gus Malzahn. I'm very excited to see Chad Morris call plays. Yes. Um, I'm pumped for how much we're going to get to talk about this before yes. the A-Day game. Yes. And then going into fall camp. I'm excited for Bo Nix. He'll get to really sling it. I'm excited for the wide receivers. They're going to get a bunch of opportunities. Honestly, I'm excited for the running backs also because if you look at Chad Morris, the best player – on the Arkansas team the last two seasons was, I believe his name is Rakeem Boyd, number five, their yeah. running back. And if you go look at his time at, at at Clemson, they always had good running backs also. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pumped for them the run in the running back room. I, I'm excited for the whole offense. I, I Do you like think Chad he'll get Morris. personnel say so? Like I'll say Malzahn wants Booby Whitlow to start, but he really wants somebody else to start. He's, I mean, this says... Asked if the new coordinator will have full control of the offense, Malzahn said he's going to do it. You don't hire a guy like Chad Morris unless you're going to do that. I'm very excited. He's a part of and running our offense at Auburn. So you believe it? I do. I mean, Gus is going to. Ha- he's the head coach. Mm-hmm. He- he's going to have a say in personnel. The interesting part to me is uh, if the- if all this is true, I think it's really bad news for Booby Whitlow. Yeah, I mean, probably. I think Malzahn's going to have some loyalty to Booby. I don't know if somebody just coming in is going to like Booby Whitlow's running style. That's just me. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, only time will tell. Only time will tell. I really don't want to do the sock thing. (laughs) God bless. How are you envisioning the sock thing going right now? Uh, Like, I'm going to have to do some test runs. So maybe we'll take some videos and tweet them out or something. Some Um, test runs? What are you testing? Just uh, do it one time. If a sock will blend. Like, if when I put the sock in the blender, it just breaks the blender, well, that's not going to work, and we're going to have to figure something else out. Maybe I'll do some Google searches, how to best drink, best way to drink a sock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's I'm, what I'm saying. We're, I'm, I'm going to have to figure I'm it out. I'm cool with you, like, if we just got a smoothie, and you had to drink the whole smoothie within, like, the 20 minutes that we record that show, and you just dunk the sock in there before you started drinking it. And then at the end... You gotta like squeeze it all out of the sock to make sure you get everything in there. I I would count that personally, because I don't want I don't want this to come, somehow come back to me where like you get some kind of infection because your body's not supposed to be digesting a sock, and it's like Zach, you're a terrible person. So I'd rather you just do something gross and something that could actually hurt you. 
I mean, that that makes sense. I think a lot of people listening would probably agree with that. It's like, I kind of want you to come into work tomorrow and the next day and the next day uh, for the foreseeable future. I don't want to be hindered by your body freaking out because you got too much cotton in your stomach. Okay. Let's first of all, I lived in a fraternity house for a year and a half. I can no longer get sick. I don't need to know so about your past life. I'll be fine. I don't need to know about your past life. I can't get sick. Anymore. Well, it's the fraternity that kicked off campus, right? Not while I was there. So, I mean, I, I'm sure you've been through the ringer, brother. Uh, no, the fraternity I was in is a non hazing fraternity. Okay, cool. Where can people find you and hear you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato. Um, you can read my uh, my gambling picks every day on ESPN. Dude, you're on a roll right now. Uh, shh, shh, shh. What what do you got? What do you got for Auburn, South Carolina tonight? Give us a got a look on that. Okay, just real quick. Look, here's the thing. Auburn favored by ten and a half. Oh, uh, that's too much. Fifty two percent of the bets. Fifty three percent of the bets are on Auburn. Only 38% of the money is on Auburn. That means that the people betting on Auburn are poor people. Yeah, they're putting like $3 down. Yeah. yeah. Which means it's they're getting a lot of money from the public, and the, the big bettors are betting South Carolina plus the spread, not just to win, but plus 10.5. I think it actually is up to 11 now. That's too many points. Yeah. And then the over has gotten like 85% of the money. At 167. No, 147. 147. I think that's too high also. But I don't. I would take the over, but I would t- and I would take South Carolina. I think Auburn wins, though. I struggle to believe that if this is a close game, it is in the 70s. I think if this is a close game, it is because... Auburn can score at home, though. They've I, shown that they can score at home without shooting well. I agree, but they've also shown that when they're scoring, their defense is really good. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Follow me on Twitter, at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter, Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. Yeah. It's the Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network. Your team every day. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.